This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about flea and tick medication to use specifically in cats. We'll be right back after these messages. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about flea and tick medication. And I'm going to specifically focus this one on cats. Why? Well, even if you have an indoor cat, you still need to pay attention and tune in. Why? Well, if you live on the 38th floor of your apartment building in San Francisco, then chances are, no, you don't need to pay attention to this one. But if you're like me and your cat is indoor and you have a dog that goes outside, you do actually need to talk to your veterinarian about flea and tick medication. Now, I will say cats in general aren't as likely to get tick infestations because they're such voracious groomers. They're constantly licking themselves. They're usually chewing off the ticks. And most of the time, ticks actually have to bite your pet and in bed, drink their blood for about 24 hours before they can actually potentially transmit Lyme disease. So yes, while cats can get Lyme disease, which is from the organism Borrelia, it's much less common than in dogs. However, depending on where you live in North America, there are a few rare tick infections that can be life-threatening if your cat gets into them. So as a veterinarian, I have to let you in on a little secret. My indoor cat is on flea and tick medication. Yep, you heard me right. Now, do I do it every single month? It depends on what kind of product you're using. And it also depends where you live. I live in Minnesota, so we are covered in snow and freezing cold temperatures six months out of the year. But if you live in a more temperate area like Florida, Texas, where it's warm all year round, fleas and ticks can live outside all year round. So what do you need to know? When it comes to fleas and ticks, not only are they super annoying, but they can get secondary life-threatening infections also. And the worst thing is they can spread it to you. Now, if you've ever had a flea infestation in your house, you realize it costs hundreds to thousands of dollars to get rid of the infestation. First of all, they can bite you. 
and then it's really annoying. So fleas and ticks are really hard to get rid of. And that's one of the reasons why I'm such an advocate of using preventative medicine. Now, I truly try to minimize the amount of chemicals I use, but I am going to tell you that these flea and tick medications are actually really, really safe depending on what kind you use. And that's why you have to specifically pay attention for you cat owners out there. Now, I'm going to talk about some of the problems that fleas and ticks can transmit. Yes, not only are they annoying, but they actually cause a lot of pain and discomfort to your cat from having to itch all the time. There's actually a disease called flea allergic dermatitis, or what we abbreviate FAD. And that's when if your cat is bitten by even one flea, it causes this massive allergic response. And so with that situation, you're going to notice that your cat is really uncomfortable. It's grooming constantly. It's losing hair. It may have these crusty bumps all over the body. And again, it really is uncomfortable for your cat. Easiest way to prevent flea allergy dermatitis, again, making sure there's no fleas in the household and making sure you're using a safe preventative for your cat. The second thing that I can see as a problem is a life-threatening anemia. Now, this is really rare in adult cats, but the times I see it is usually at the ER vet in two to four to maybe five-week-old kittens. These are really young neonates or juvenile kittens, and it's when they have such a severe flea infestation that it actually sucks out over half to three quarters of the poor kitten's blood supply. You can imagine it takes a lot of fleas to cause this. Thankfully, the treatment is good, but I actually have to take blood from another cat and give a blood transfusion to that kitten. It's really uncomfortable. It's life-threatening. And that kitten has a chance for having a transfusion reaction. So again, really easy to prevent by making sure that the mom is on flea and tick medication to begin with. Another problem that cats can get from fleas are tapeworms. Now, you heard me right. Fleas carry tapeworms. And a lot of times when owners come into the vet clinic and they say, oh, my cat has these rice-like segments that are on the fur near their back end, and they feel like they're being fleeced when I'm trying to sell them flea and tick medication. They're like, no, I just want to deworm or I don't want to pay for flea and tick medication. Well, let me fill you in on a little secret. Whenever your cat has tapeworms, your cat has fleas. And the main reason why is because when your cat comes in with tapeworms, we know there's a flea problem. Cats typically become infested with tapeworms only after they've eaten an infected flea. And they usually eat those infected fleas when they're grooming or they ate an infected flea-ridden rodent. That's right. So if your cat happens to bring mice into the yard or into the house, there are fleas on those rodents. So that's one of the key things you have to keep in mind. We're not just trying to sell you flea and tick medication. It's because the majority of the time when we see a cat coming in with tapeworms, it's because they ate an infected flea. And then that actually goes through their gastrointestinal tract. Now, there's a couple of rare types of infections that we can see from fleas and ticks. I'm not going to scare you about them too much, but I've had a previous episode on ER vet on plague. This is Yersinia pestis. And yes, this can be transmitted by fleas. So while we thought this was eliminated or a problem from the dark ages, 
we actually do see plague in the United States, specifically in the Four Corners area. So if you go camping, if you're exposed to the great outdoors, you're in Colorado, Arizona, the Grand Canyon, places like that, please be aware there can be plague out there. There's also diseases like Hemobartonella. This is a bacterial parasite that actually can attack your cat's red blood cells, resulting in a life-threatening anemia. There's tick-transmitted diseases. And again, these are less common than dogs because dogs are more likely to have really bad Lyme disease or tick infections, but some of them can be fatal. There's actually one called bobcat fever, and this one causes severe fever, anemia, breathing difficulties, and it's almost always fatal. The last one I'm going to scare you about is something called tularemia. This is reportable to the state. So it's not very common that I see it as a veterinarian, but when I do see it, a cat will typically come in with a fever, not wanting to eat, losing weight, having enlarged lymph nodes. And I have to report your cat to the state that I live in, which is Minnesota, to the Board of Veterinary Medicine because it's so rare and it's potentially zoonotic, which means it can spread to you too. Don't worry. It doesn't mean you're in trouble, but it's something that the state wants to monitor really carefully. All right. So those are the main medical problems that we can see from a flea and tick infestation. The other reason why I think it's so important that you have your cat on a flea and tick medication, yes, even if they're an indoor cat, is because if your dog goes outside and if your dog happens to bring in one flea, it can hatch into a ton of fleas. You heard me right. Fleas love to replicate a lot. In fact, one female flea can lay up to 50 eggs a day. And of those 50 eggs, half of those fleas are going to be female fleas, which means you're going to produce even more fleas. So within two months, you're going to have about 20,000 new adult fleas in your household. And trust me, they are really, really hard to get rid of. Then you'll be spraying constantly. You'll be using collars. You'll have to hire an exterminator. And it's just a mess. In fact, you're also going to have to clean constantly. This is going to mean that you have to vacuum the carpet every single day for weeks at a time. In fact, after you vacuum, you have to change or dump the vacuum bag immediately or the fleas crawl back out. So unless you love vacuuming every single day for weeks at a time, trust me, it's way easier to prevent a flea infestation in your household. Again, infestations typically require a professional exterminator to bomb your house and you need powders and topical medications and sprays and dips. And honestly, you end up with way more chemicals in your life. So trust me, you want to prevent it to begin with. We'll continue with this important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. During this COVID-19 pandemic, I'll admit, I've been ordering everything from groceries to disinfectants to cleaners to cosmetics to more online. And of course, I couldn't leave out my dog, who, by the way, is the world's best pit bull ever. He needs some loving too. After all, I've had some great quality time surviving the pandemic, thanks to my own dog and cat, of course. And my godsend, having a pit bull-proof dog toy, like the Kong toy. These things are indestructible. And that's why I love my Kong box. When you order a Kong box, you'll get a few toys, delicious treats, and a few recipes to try too. 
my last Kong box came with its own cheese whiz-like flavor to stuff into the Kong. My dog loves the sweet potato spread Kong stuffing. Even my cat wants to eat it. For my listeners, go to kongbox.com forward slash ervet and get your first box free with your subscription and a dollar donation. If you and your dog don't absolutely love the box, you can cancel your subscription for a small fee, but I doubt you will. You just can't beat the value and convenience of a Kong box subscription. So help a dog in need and your first box is free. Go to kongbox.com forward slash ervet. That's K-O-N-G-B-O-X dot com forward slash E-R-Vet. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We're talking about their dirty topic of fleas and ticks and why it's so important that you have your cat on flea and tick medication. Now, obviously, this is really important in dogs, and I will say most dog owners do use flea and tick medication, but I'm often shocked how many cat owners don't. And again, if you didn't believe me, it's because we're trying to avoid having tapeworms, having your cat be in pain, or develop flea allergies or develop anemia, or develop these rare, deadly infections that can happen. I also talked about how it is so hard to get rid of fleas once they come into your household. Not only do they attack you and you have little bites around your ankles, but now you're going to have thousands and thousands of fleas in your house, which is just gross. So even if your cat is indoor, but you have a pet that goes outside like a dog, just keep in mind that mice Rats, wildlife, rabbits, gophers, all of these can actually seed our backyard with fleas and other parasites. So it's really important that all your four-legged family members have some type of fast-acting flea and tech medication on during the spring and summer. And again, if you live in a warm area, I would recommend it all year round. We never want our pets to bring in even one or two fleas because it does cause a severe infestation. The good news, a lot of these flea and tick medications are super, super safe, and they're all regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. I will say a lot of the internet remedies don't work. Diametaceous earth, essential oils, boric acid, over-the-counter flea and tick medications, they don't work well. So when in doubt, you always want to read the label, you always want to talk to your veterinarian, and you always want to make sure that they're safe to use on cats. Now, I will say, if I happen to find a stray cat, I don't even let him come into my house because I'm that worried about flea infestations. I usually bring them straight to the animal ER. I give them a dose of Capstar, which is an oral medication which kills fleas really quickly within just a couple of hours. Or you can use different types of other medication like Revolution Plus or Brevecto Plus or different ones. But when in doubt, talk to your veterinarian. So again, I'm paranoid about it. I don't want any of these fleas and ticks coming into my house. So I always treat them before I even think about bringing a new cat into the household. You also have to make sure that you never use a high concentration pyrethrin or pyrethroid in a cat. Now, these are insecticides that are derived 
from the chrysanthemum plant or the mum plant. So they're chemical derivatives, very, very safe in dogs, very effective insecticides in dogs, but cats can't tolerate high concentration pyrethrins or pyrethroids. Now, the main reason why is because cats have a really unique metabolism. It's called altered glucuronidation, if you really want to know, but it means your liver can't metabolize certain drugs. So while we put 40 to 50 to 60% concentrated pyrethrins or pyrethroids on our dog's back, we never, ever do this in cats because it can kill them. It can make them drool, develop facial twitching, develop life-threatening seizures, hyperthermia. So you always should read the product carefully. I see this all the time at the ER vet where a well-intentioned cat owner will buy a flea and tick medication meant for a small dog and put it on a big cat. So when in doubt, please read the instructions. If it has a picture of a cat with a big X on it, it's probably a high concentration pyrethrin and should never be used on your cat. Again, please talk to your veterinarian if you're not sure. I mentioned before that flea and tick medications are typically regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. And that is true. That's typically for medications that go in the mouth or are systemically absorbed by the body. I will also tell you that flea and tick medications or some of them are extensively regulated by the Environmental Protection Agency. And so again, these products are really, really safe when used as labeled, but when they're not used as labeled, if they're accidentally put on the wrong species, it can be dangerous. When in doubt, please talk to your veterinarian. We obviously want to keep your cat safe. We want to keep your dog safe. But more importantly, we want to make sure they're not in any discomfort from these pesky fleas and ticks. Again, they can cause really serious problems such as Lyme disease, anemia, plague, and less common types of infections. And again, they're really easy to be able to prevent. If you happen to see ground black pepper specks on your cat, that's typically a blood meal and flea waste product, you need to get your vet right away. Again, that's a classic sign of what we call flea dirt or flea blood. When in doubt, talk to your veterinarian because this is something that we can easily do to improve our cat's quality of life to keep them happy and healthy. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at Dr. Justine Lee on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.